0: Hot Takes of Toast, brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury hasn't. Come to see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Question of the day. Well, college football fans, college basketball fans, any college sport, it's here, one-time free transfer. So is everybody cool with the decision to allow college players a one-time free transfer? And I would say, PK, that it is uh, people are 80 to 90% on board. Brad's 100%. Absolutely fine with it. Coaches can leave, so the players should be able to, since the coach can, if they want to play for that coach and he left, of course they should be able to transfer. Thomas is right there. If the head coach leaves, everyone should be able to leave that year without penalty. Well, Thomas, this is a, a much broader definition of transfer. You can leave whether the coach leaves or not. Thomas, uh, another different Thomas here, says, uh, I think so. However, won't this just hurt the recruitment of high school athletes? Teams can avoid giving out scholarships to unknowns at the college level and just recruit transfers to their program. How many high schoolers could afford to self-pay even one year without a scholarship?
1: Oh, well, if you get a student loan, everybody. And then you people are going to forgive the student loans, so they're okay they're right, right?
0: Aha! (laughs)
1: So I mean I so I, I couldn't afford it. That's how I went five friggin' years <laughs> and paid it all back. Now it's much more expensive. Now I understand that. Uh, so
0: I do. I am intrigued how this is going to impact uh, high school kids.
1: Oh yeah, I think that's a legitimate concern because what's going to happen potentially, and you have to look at all ramifications. It's like you know you just you put out a rule or a, you know an NCA law, we'll call it and uh, you have to look at the ramifications. Like I've been saying this for years, give these kids money, but then you better well train them, particularly, and let's just call it like it is. We need to have real talk. We can have real talk when it's on uh, an issue that uh, people, uh, depending on what side of the aisle you're on, but some of these kids are coming from impoverished backgrounds. They don't have the guidance, and if you, depending on how much money they have available to them, they're going to get all sorts of people coming at them in all sorts of different directions and are they prepared to handle that and could that lead to uh, other things that are immediate problems and problems down the line that uh, you're on the hook until they're 18 if you get my drift and that's happened that's 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 out there and so you have to look at the consequences that are intended and the unintended consequences and so here if you do this, which they're going to do, you know, what does that mean? Is it going to be the so-called rich get richer? And then the the top programs, well, gosh, do we even need to recruit a three-star or a two-star kid out of high school? Why bother? Let him go to the minors, so to speak, and see how he does. Then we can pluck him if he develops. Meanwhile, we could still get the – four- and five-star, and I told you I was doing some Pac-12 research yesterday because it was you know, not a good day to be outside and all that stuff, obviously, and I was just looking at the recruits for SC Football. They got 15, 15 kids coming in this year that are at minimum a four-star, so a four-star or a five-star. What does that mean? Well, it doesn't guarantee anything, but obviously it's a good start. And so, here, if you want a kid uh, who wants to stay in a region, you know, SC is obviously still a very much a viable choice. And so, do you get kids then that, or schools, we'll just, we'll pass on this kid. We know this kid over here, and they've got the number one recruit coming in at defensive end uh, next year, going to be on the roster in this coming season, and I think he's going to have the same impact as the, The Thibodeau kid did for Oregon, number I think what number five, Yach. You remember him uh, just causing all sorts of trouble for. Where's number five? Yep, in the Pac-12 title game uh a couple of years ago and he'll be a junior this year and he'll be on his way to the nfl for i was sure. gonna say he's a first round yeah. pick next year yeah. in the draft. maybe he'll do like Penay sewell and sit out and get himself ready for the draft that's what i'm hoping uh so uh you do does this is just aid those schools there's a bunch of unintended consequences that i don't even think you and i or the three of us could come up with right now that this rule could end up having an effect on an impact on
0: Okay, so there's one note here that this past recruiting cycle, Texas State, who be what you played this past year, do you know you know how many high school players they took in their recruiting class this year? Four. Zero or twenty five. It's gonna be an extreme example because you're not saying this because it was eighteen. They took zero. Zero. They took all either junior college or division one transfers in this. Group and their coach was saying, "Well, the thought is here that we can pick off guys from other programs." Yeah, but the the twenty five eighty five rule ought to jump up and bite you at that point. And that's the thing that there's a lot of thought that at some point it's going to come back and bite them. They did not take a single high school player in this class. Yeah,
1: well, come back and bite them if he doesn't win. Why me? The coach would get fired. So what does he care about coming back and biting him? I don't know their situation. I do know that Paul Goldschmidt went to Texas State, and so I am a Texas State baseball fan. But other than that, I don't you know when they played him. Uh, in football that was it and then they go, go away and don't think twice about him and so I don't know the coach's situation but uh, what does he care three years down the road if he's not there
0: so I think that there is that fear among the schools that are further down the food chain that we are the junior varsity we're going to bring these guys in we're going to develop them and then they're going to Take off for greener pastures, right? Who's the recruit the youth just got from UNLV? I'm blanking on his name right David now. David Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah, Jenkins. Basketball? He was in it was in South Dakota, and then he went to UNLV. This is it's like third program. Yeah, it's his third program, and everyone the regardless of how good the team is or not, the perception is you're going to a better league and better composite competition and proving yourself. But it works the other way too. You see Santa Barbara. I mean, my alma mater goes to the. NCAA tournament, it seems like, about once every, I don't know, five to seven years somewhere in there, and they went this year. Well, they had a couple of high-profile transfers. One kid was from DePaul. So there will be kids who, uh, well, Barcelo's a good example, right? The Pac-12 to the West Coast Conference. That sounds like a move down. Well, he was getting passed over and not getting playing time and thought he was going to be buried behind all these one-and-dones, and he goes to BYU, and he gave him two good years. So he I think they come the back they give' him three, right. The talent, I think can flow both ways. It can it can, but are and that's
1: nice for them in in I think football is the big sport, right, obviously, so that's nice for them. they go and the, the kid plays for Santa Barbara, and they go to the tournament, and they're mm-hmm. one and done. Yep. But they're not really a big-time player, nor do they intend to want to be because they're not, you know, just not putting the money into it and all that stuff. So, fine. That, that's, a, that's a great example. And I don't know the kid what his situation was at DePaul, but if he wasn't playing, uh, although if I was playing 40 minutes a game and I had the chance to go to Santa Barbara, I'd still go to Santa Barbara. <laughs> but that's just me. For the win! <laughs> uh, so, and that's great. But that doesn't really move the power structure at all, and it doesn't—it doesn't leave a bad taste in any of our mouths because he could still do that. He would have just had to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. He could still have done that. That doesn't change. That's always been there uh, when you have that, and that'll always continue to be there. Uh, it's just—and football already has what I call an NBA problem in that there's so few teams that are really, really competing. I mean when the when the college football poll playoff thing comes out there may be some intrigue on who's four. A lot of the intrigue is in who's 5, 6 and 7. There's no intrigue on who's 1, 2 and 3. Cuz it seems like it's the same teams all the time. Bama,
0: Clemson, <laughs> Ohio State. Now what do you yeah. got for me? Oh, yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Right. Notre Dame. Yeah. Which okay. which superpower is
1: going to nab that fourth spot and be able to hold on to it? And there may be some change between the, the, what do they do that for about a month before they release the final in a traditional yeah. season yeah. comes out then October first of November and then it's a uh, uh, first week of December and away we go uh, for the playoff but yeah so there's not a lot of hope there that uh, for so many of the teams and then you know, maybe you get a you get the Big Twelve uh, it, a second SEC maybe. Uh, the Pac-12, but even in the Pac-12, there's really just a couple of two or three teams, four teams maybe, that got a shot at that. So in your own conference, two-thirds of the teams don't really have a shot. So within, at a conference level and a national level, is it just going to be the rich get richer?
0: But the rich are already getting richer.
1: But even more richer.
0: (laughs) Richer again. Alabama can get richer than going to the the college football playoff every
1: year? Well, they don't go every year. They haven't gone every year. They've gone six times, and so has Colton. So, would they literally go every year if this? And, 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 and then you talk about the impact. You are talking about how it can benefit your your example.
0: It benefited UCSB, yes,
1: yeah. But how about uh, if if a kid who came? There was a kid that uh, uh, who was it? I think he was uh, was he? At, he was at San Diego State when San Diego State sucked. In basketball. Mm hmm. I think he's like, he wanted to be called Circus, and his name was Raymond King. And it was when they were really bad. They had that uh, JC coach from uh, uh, Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. Trinkle? His name. He said, yeah, something like Fred that. Fred
0: Trinkle. And, and they and were so playing in they- Peterson Gym that was like right. 60 years old and had dodgeball yeah. lines on the floor. And
1: so he came out looked real good, and he transferred to Pac 10. I'm out. Yeah. So, it, so in effect, that's already been happening, but will it happen more? You know, will maybe it'll benefit l- lesser schools, uh, but maybe it won't. I, I'm not sure, but it seems like it has the potential to be most of these schools being a, uh, basically a farm system for somebody who wants to hit, hit the big time, possibly. But I still think they ought to do it. You gotta, I, I want rules that benefit the kid.
0: It will be interesting to see if in one sport it works for one group of schools but doesn't work for that group of schools in another sport. You know, the thing that basketball has because they have the bigger tournament is that at every league— Right, the uh, the when you're uh, in the big sky and the big west, you're you're in a oh the whack, you're in a one and done league. So if you're UC Santa Barbara, you win your conference tournament, you go, and they can you know lament the last shot that didn't go down against Creighton. But it feels like a good year and everybody's happy. Uh, I'd say a great year. You're right. But you go to uh, another league. And, you know, for a long time for Utah and BYU and their Whack Mountain West days, the Sweet 16, that was the big year, right? If you got to the Sweet 16, you were feeling great. That was a really good year. You know, and then there are other leagues. It's the Pac-12 and it's Arizona. And and Sean Miller was sweating every year in the regional final through his shirt four minutes in because they had to go to the Final Four. So all these different levels. I don't know that we're feeling that in football that much. There's four teams that get to go to the playoff, but I don't think you have these different levels of success where you can check a box and say, for us, this is awesome, whatever this is. You don't have that so much in football. You got it a little bit. The Utes will feel awesome if they're in a Rose Bowl, even if they controversial a one-loss Ute team got passed over for the playoff. I think most Pac-12 teams would feel that way. They'd feel awesome if they're in the Rose Bowl, even if they got passed over for the playoff and it was controversial.
1: Yeah, but that's the granddaddy.
0: Yep, yeah. So but that's that, the just that's the exception. league for that we're following, you know?
1: No, but no, 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 no. What what you just did is you put the sugar bowl and the orange bowl and whatever bowl on the level of the granddaddy. <laughs> you need to take two steps back and say, I'm sorry, and beg for forgiveness?
0: No, because that's not what I was doing. Because I grew up on the West Coast, and I wouldn't do that. The you Sugar sort of Bowl did doesn't that. have any. The Sugar Bowl doesn't have any allure. See, then that's why the did thing you is, say that's
1: because we're out here?
0: Because we're covering, we're following Pac twelve teams. It I, doesn't matter.
1: And I think that's. True I was a for kid Pac-12 growing teams. up in Jersey, and the granddaddy still was in my heart.
0: Okay, so we can talk Big Twelve. And does Baylor get that vibe for going to the Sugar Bowl? No, I don't, I don't I just think said they do. That. Right, I don't think they do. But we're here talking about the Pac 12, and you do get that vibe for going to the Rose Bowl.
1: It doesn't matter whether that, you missed the point. Everywhere in the world, it's the granddaddy. doesn't matter where your location is, you friggin' nincompoop.
0: You're missing the point. You just want
1: to. You are. No. The point is evading you greatly. You're using it as a regional thing. That's why we're talking about the granddaddy. No, the granddaddy is the granddaddy. Repeat after me. It is the granddaddy. Three, two, one, go.
0: No, that just sounds weird to start talking about granddaddies. All right, DJ PK, uh, I should have brought this up earlier in the week. Uh, When I first heard it, it was hilarious, and I thought of you, PK, because it's like first cousin to a thing that you have always talked about, and that thing didn't happen, but this one's kind of the same deal, and we'll get to that next. Stay with us.